At the age of 18, I packed my meager belongings to brave my first real adventure in uncharted territory, life away from home as an intrepid, idealistic university student. But before I left, my grandparents armed me with three things, a quilt, a jar of quarters, and an explanation. The quilt was solid pink on one side and solid blue on the other. The pink side was to be spread across my bed all the days I was happy to remind me how proud my grandparents were of me. The blue side, however, was for the days when I felt sad, lonely, or depressed. It was at those times the quilt would become my most valuable possession because it was during those moments I could wrap myself up and remember how much I was loved and missed. And the quarters? What were they for, you ask? They were there so that whenever I needed, I could always call home. And as my grandpa joked, it would never be too late to call, because just like Tom Baudet and Motel 6, he'd leave a light on for me. More than 20 years later, I still have that quilt, and a quarter from that jar is now nestled in my jewelry box. I didn't realize it at the time, but my grandparents had gifted me far more than pastel fabric and $20 and change. They had given me the confidence of loving support, the stability of a solid foundation, and the assurance that the home fires would always be there, still burning, and waiting for me when I returned. This is Elizabeth and Liz from Simple Simon and Company, and you are listening to Stitched. Today's episode is sponsored by BabyLock. American Westward Movement brought with it a whirlwind of changes, discoveries, and innovations, including the rise of what was to become a quintessential American icon, the log cabin quilt block. In 1862, at the height of the Civil War, President Abraham Lincoln passed the Homestead Act, which officially kicked off the Westward Movement and the largest migration in U.S. history. Previously, the federal government had been selling land for profit, but the Homestead Act allowed families to acquire large portions of land for a nominal fee. Over the next 40 years, spreading throughout 30 states and across 270 million acres, almost half a million families took advantage of this act to carve out not only farms, but homes and new lives for their families, and forever changed the course of history one log cabin at a time. It was during this period that arguably one of the most beloved quilt blocks, the log cabin, with its square design became just as recognizable as the dwellings it was named after. Easy to construct, log cabin blocks are built from the inside out. Its simple design begins with a humble square, which is surrounded by ever-lengthening strips of fabric that rotate around that one center square. Log cabin blocks can have as many or few logs, or strips of fabric, as the quilter wishes or has fabric for. During the last half of the 19th century, when the westward movement was in full swing, these blocks were almost always pieced on foundation fabric. This foundation, which was usually a muslin cloth of some sort, gave the quilter a little bit of much-needed stability for precision in her stitching. As for the fabric used during those years to construct the main body of the log cabins, it varied widely and was mostly dependent on what scraps the quilter had on hand. While cottons can be found in log cabin quilts of the late 1800s, you'll also find an abundance of wool, velvets, satin, and other non-traditional quilting fabric, which gives them a feeling not unlike another frontier favorite, the crazy quilt. Because of the very thicknesses of fabrics used to create each block, 
combined with the fact that sewing machines, whose mechanical strength would be needed to punch through layers of the heftier fabric, were not widely available, log cabin quilts were almost always tied rather than quilted, adding even that much more charm and character to these period quilts. While the Homestead Act was a godsend to many families, life as a homesteader was not easy. Supplies were scarce, the land was unfamiliar, and the work hard and dangerous. Often the only real place of safety and refuge was home, with the family gathered around the hearth. The design of the log cabin quilt block evokes those feelings of safety and refuge that home provides. Folklore tells us that traditionally the center square and focal point of each block was made from shades of either red or yellow. These central pieces are said to represent either the glowing hearth, which was the heart and gathering place of every frontier home, or the warmth of a glowing fire as seen through the cabin window, lighting the way home on dark nights and inviting family members back into the warmth and safety of home. We'd like to pause here and talk for just a minute about our sponsor for this season's podcast, Baby Lock. Elizabeth and I have had the opportunity to work with Baby Lock for a number of years, and we love them. During this time, we've seen firsthand not only the amazing machines that they produce, and they are amazing machines, but we also have seen the quality customer service that they provide to the customers who buy those machines. We will be telling you a lot more about specific machines in the episodes to come. But for now, we're going to get back to our story. Traditionally, the log cabin quilt blocks are made with light fabrics on one side and dark fabrics on the other side of each individual block. It was said that the light and dark represented the sunshine and shadow that falls across the home. The light and the dark, the happiness and the sorrow that all rotate around the heart and the hearth. Today, there are hundreds of variations of the log cabin. You know some of them as the courthouse steps, eight-sided pineapple, barn raising, the quarter log cabin, and sunshine and shadows. It may be the log cabin's ability to be constructed in such a wide variety of ways, along with its easy construction and visually appealing layouts that has led to its longevity for both beginning and experienced quilters alike. But where did this humble block get its beginning? Contrary to popular belief, it wasn't on the American frontier, although that is where it undoubtedly earned a place of honor in the halls of quilt block fame. Interestingly enough, motifs similar to the log cabin quilt block can be found as far back as carvings on ancient Egyptian tombs, as well as in Greco-Roman architecture, and they can even be found in places as unlikely as cultivation methods from the Middle Ages. However, it isn't until the early 1800s that this motif first arrives in fabric on the quilting scene in Great Britain. From there, the block traveled across the Atlantic with immigrants and started popping up during the Civil War. During this time, it was also rumored that a home displaying a log cabin quilt with a black center block was quietly signaling to others that their home was a safe stop for the Underground Railroad. I don't know if this is legend or true, but I'd like to think that it is. I can't think of a better symbol for safety and sanctuary than a handmade quilt. Over two decades ago, I was given a quilt as I set out to chart my own course in a brand new territory. One side was to celebrate my joys, the other to comfort me in times of sadness. Light and dark, joy and sorrow. Times change, thread count changes, and frontiers change. 
but the safety and comfort of a quilt, given as a reminder that the welcoming light of home will always be on, that is something that will never change. For more stories, projects, and quilt tutorials, visit us over at www.simplesimonandco.com. There you can find step-by-step instructions on how to create dozens of quilt blocks, including several variations of the beloved log cabin. Join us next time for episode two, Broken Dishes.